0: Great friend. Yeah. Friends for a long time. You're one of the few people I've had back a second time, and it's just because I miss you. I miss you, too. You look great. Thank you. Because this is is just audio? This is just audio. I mean, we could
1: do a video. Let me describe Bill to you. (laughs) High cheekbones, great jawline, wonderful teeth, great haircut, looking good.
0: Looking Uh, very healthy. Thank you, sir. Well, I mean, I wanted to talk to you about that a little bit, too, because you are now a vegan, which is something I always kind of want to be. I don't think I have. I don't think I have a lot of self discipline in general. I don't think it's something that. That sounds like an excuse for being lazy, but maybe that's just my genetics. I'm just lazy. You know I, what I mean? Yeah,
1: I think you hear your father criticizing you in your head because you do have a lot of self discipline. You do jujitsu. You've never had a drinking problem. You've never had a drug problem. You do stand up all the time. You know what I'm saying? You You had a, a beautiful condo in New York that you afforded somehow as an actor. I think you're just being hard on yourself, Bill.
0: No, I'm telling you, Mark. Because for example. I just saw a uh, a video of yours for the Loch Ness the Loch Ness Monster podcast, yeah. which I recommend everyone check it out on YouTube, and it's a sort of parody review. How would you describe it? It's uh, I've been thinking about it for honestly two years.
1: I, I had I saw it's Rambo First Blood Part Two. I saw it in two thousand seven with a roommate, and we were smoking weed. I just broke <laughs> up with my ex fiance. I was miserable. Uh, And this one smoking weed was fun. They say it's fun, then it's fun with problems, and it's just
0: problems. So I don't smoke weed anymore. I've never heard that before. So weed is fun, then it's fun with problems, and then it's just problems?
1: Yeah, that's kind of a a common trope
0: in the recovery. How many years does that take? Because I'm trying. Long
1: time. Okay, so I'm still
0: the fun part.
1: Oh, yeah. You're not like me. We're not the same in that (laughs) regard, I don't think.
0: So by weed, you mean like everyday type of smoke? Yes, totally. Okay. And so,
1: you know, I smoked my roommate, and I'd just broken off my ex fiance, and I was so unhappy. But that came on and we laughed at Ram, you know, Rambo First Blood Part Two, <laughs> the entire time. Yeah. And I mean crying laughing because it was so corny, quote unquote. But it's also an awesome movie that you love from your youth. And, you know, it just at the time was groundbreaking with the special effects and with sure. like, the things that he was doing. And it's Sylvester Stallone at his height, who's clearly one of the biggest movie stars of all time. Of course. You know, and um, so then I saw it 10 years later with the same kid just randomly. We actually had to li- live together. After I got in some trouble, I had to move back into his apartment, Or, but this time in the valley. And we came on and we go, was this as funny? And we were not still in this time and we laughed just as hard. Just as much. Just as much. And so I've been wanting to just do some type of movie review on it. And then I was thinking of this character, Bobby D. Uh, and so many podcasts I listen to do a deep dive on a movie. So I did a deep, deep dive. It's a Loch Ness Monster podcast with Bobby D. Uh, and he just does a deep dive on all the silly, goofy things from Rambo. But he's a super fan. Like, he's yeah. not making fun of it. He's into it. And, yeah. You know, he has a sidekick, Scooter. You'll run into him. And then he has uh, a couple other interviews I don't want to ruin. to some surprises. That's on my website. If you go to markscomedy.com and just click on Loch Ness Monster Podcast, I just added that tab this week. So yeah. So that's where you can find it real easy. If
0: uh, And it's great. It's so funny that you that you did that, too, because I just found out about it. Because I am obsessed with the same idea. Mm-hmm. And I did this thing, Film Buzz, which I started in 2013. And part of it was the same thing. I'm not. I'm not hating on the movies no. or the actors necessarily but i think there gets a, to be a point in your life where you've seen so many movies particularly yeah. our you know our generation we've we, we grew up with so many movies that um particularly movies in the 80s just look ridiculous yes they don't age well even if, even a great movie that no. we thought was great in the '80s. you look back you're like that movie i even saw et recently and i was like not a lot of character development i was actually very <laughs> just, i'm serious i was like mm, no this movie is that great there's not a lot of they, they instantly are best friends fuck that Right. like have a montage of them falling in love or whatever the fuck it is right right. Um, so and then when I started smoking much more than drinking when I started smoking weed and I think this might be just a characteristic of weed I'll notice things in a movie yes. that I normally would never notice sober 100% so it's funny because in your Loch Ness Monster and you have to put it phonetically as well obviously when you're spelling it Loch <laughs> A-W um, I noticed that there are a lot of things that you would notice about the movie that I was like, wow, this is a stoner brain, noticing things that normally you don't. Yes. Part of the reason why I like weed and mushrooms, I don't know if you've ever done mushrooms.
1: Uh, is that part of your yes, stuff? I'm
0: sure. uh, yes, totally. And do you believe that mushrooms are also connected to the AA program recovery? Because I know people who are sober but do mushrooms. Does that sound crazy?
1: Yeah, they say it can get you over um, a gnarly cocaine addiction. Mushrooms can do that. Yeah, I, I know that people do them. I, th- I think they do them to kind of launch the beginning. I don't think yes. they do them. I mean, they can anyway. You know, they say you're it's self-reporting. So whatever yeah. you feel like works for you, whatever you have, a pr- they say, you know, Russell's uh, brand has a great expression. It's not a problem till it's a problem. Interesting. Yeah. You go, you know, we have friends that drink every day out here and they book tons of stuff and they're, You know, maybe their personality is a little bit over the place, but their life is progressing in a way
0: that a normal life would. So yeah. they don't have a problem. Quote unquote. So there are people who are quote unquote functioning alcoholics. Right. And they, they, get by their entire life as a functioning alcoholic. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Which is crazy to and me. And
1: then you know uh you know my dad drank a lot when I was a kid, but he was a butcher who worked in a cooler every day yeah. until he retired from it. Now that he's retired and he's happier. He has like two beers a day maybe. Yeah. Uh, in back he was never uh, you know I say drinker. You know, he come home from work, he would definitely have four. Four and you know, knock him back because he was just
0: miserable. If and- you come home from work and have four beers every day, that's Definitely a, a drinking problem. It's definitely not. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean. Totally. But it's funny because I do think a lot of people in the seventies, yeah, had that existence. Of course, And we didn't look at it as alcohol alcoholism in the same way.
1: Yeah, totally. And he, it's it's also it's a it's not a problem till it's a problem. He had two kids that he's supporting that fuck that loved him. He had a house. He had a wife. So I'm saying like too like you come out of this unhappiness, and um, you'll drink less. You know, say or it's he's doesn't have. It's not life is long is the real point
0: yeah yeah my mom drank a lot and then i think once all of us got out of college she kind of stopped yeah and i never really put the connection together till now maybe she was like uh these kids fucking stress me no out. for sure
1: my mom see with my mom it was a problem she has she got two duis she had to get sober oh, wow. she's been sober 20 years now or you know it's uh well she's drank she's not the same person that i grew up with she's not that she was she was a great mom, very loving, but she got the two D UIs, it was obviously out of control she was in an unhappy relationship with this guy who was like
0: drained her over. so your parents were divorced for a long time or
1: yeah yeah I go, yeah, but this is my mom's like third guy okay you know and uh, he was slowly draining her retirement account without her knowing he broke in there and was sell- and sending it to women in Russia who catfished him he oh my caught God. after two years she like looked at her account and like it went from like her retirement account went from like you know 75 grand to five grand. Wow. She got a DUI soon, soon after. And so in the last 20 years, she drank three times. Once when her twin brother died. Once when we had a very close relative lose his mind. And then once when Donald Trump won <laughs> the, next, <laughs> the next day. She goes, I drank, after yeah, they're I went, you Because know, I was, you know, concerned about maybe something, stuff that I was doing. She's like, you know, Mike, to be honest, I have drank three times in 20 years. And I was like, what? That you have? <laughs> and she told me, that, that's not the way to do it, by the way. And that's, if you're, you're walking a tight rope. But, so.
0: Yeah, well, it's, it seems weird because there are people, it seems there are people who are part of the program who are alcoholics mm-hmm. who can do that. Right. And there are people, and you might be one of these people, they haven't done for three years and then they drink that one day. They're like, fuck it. Yeah. I'm drinking until it becomes an issue. Oh, it's, yeah, it's
1: very, yeah, it's impulsive. In, in LA, we have such a, you know, there's such a great recovery program out here. Sure. In Albany, where I'm from, it's different. It really is. It's much more depressing. Yes, and it's much less staunch. They don't tell you how long they have, so some some guy went up the mountain. like, "How long do you have?" She's like, "I would never tell you that." So the, it's weird how it's regional too, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense because you go, "I'm I'm sober today." That's yeah. what you you need to know about today, and that does make sense too. Although time, there's nothing like building some days in a row and having in a row and. Now, you know. when a- the AA program
0: and Bill, what was the guy's name, Bill? Well,
1: it, it's an anonymous thing, so you don't kind of announce it. So, I'll just say that I'm in yeah. a
0: recovery program. Okay, got it, got, got, got. <laughs> okay, got But 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 it, it was started in the Midwest, or was it started in... It
1: was, okay, so I'm not saying that I'm an A, but we can talk about yes. it. Here. How about that? Hypothetically. Uh, yes, hypothetically. He, it started in Ohio.
0: Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. And I guess my point is that when you look at Ohio, and particularly this is the 50s, I'm assuming... Yeah. And what alcoholism looked like, and what people felt about it, and the weird religious and moral implications of being an alcoholic. That's why it was so anonymous in L.A. Yes, exactly. It's a completely different situation. That's the way to put it. I mean, not, I, I just don't think there's any shame. And as a matter of fact, there's a part of it that that um, not like I want to be. I want to be in AA, but there is something kind of cool for people who have gone through this and they're on the other end and now they're sponsors i mean yeah. some of the coolest people you meet are sponsors uh, in aa programs it's,
1: the people that have recovered from it you know they say you didn't, know it never recovered and then some people say that you do let's say you're in there there's some of the definitely the best people i know and th- with the best like vibe about them because they've been through so much yeah and so if you're going through something there's someone you can call yeah and they're like they're not judgmental or mad at you or overly concerned because they know a path on the way they know a path out it's kind of like that we can get out of the woods this way if you want to go. Yeah. You know, because some people just don't know what to do. For sure. Yeah, and that that was a good point about Ohio, too. Also, it was brand new. Now there's so many people in it. And you would not announce in Hollywood if you had a problem because people are like, you're out. The insurance is too much to have you in. Blah, blah,
0: blah. But oh, now, you wouldn't announce Hollywood that you had a pro- that you were an AA? In,
1: in, in, the, in the 80s. In the say, 80s, or yeah. And in, in the 90s, you know. It, and then now that you see one of the biggest movie stars in the world, Robert Downey Jr., has no problem announcing that he's that he's in the program because he wants to be a shining example of that. And people go, oh, you can recover from some." He was in jail for years, right? Wasn't he in jail
0: for four years? I don't remember how he, long, It was He was amazing. in there a long, long
1: time. Yeah. He, he got sober in there, and he, I believe he never drank again after that. But there's these shining examples where, you know, because also it's not that the, the people, the executive's faults. They don't, no one know what to do Yeah. with it. But then when people started being less anonymous, they go, oh, these people do recover, and actually they're pretty good at, because they've been through so much darkness. Yeah. Like, I remember running around in Hollywood when I I used to run comedy Juice, and, like, when the show was over at 1 a.m., my night just started. Oh, for sure. And then after a while, I was like, oh, God. Like, when when it would get super dark, and it was, like, 2 a.m., I go, no,
0: here it comes. It was such a dark time. What was dark about it? Just the fact that people were going away, and now you're by yourself? Yeah,
1: yes, that. And also, no, it's just that I don't want to be up. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be awake, and this the, the the dark, the actual physical darkness would bring a pit to my stomach. Do you know? What Interesting. I'm saying? Yeah. No, knowing that, okay, we're not be at a girl's house who maybe I did not want to be hanging out with anymore, and not, you know, that maybe, and maybe some of those girls have recovered now. <laughs> you know yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Do that, and so just like it was, that was years and years ago now, five years ago.
0: Did you have big hangover problems? Was no, that, that well, which ex-
1: probably makes it more of an issue for you. Totally, never physical. Some always mental. Yeah. Why did I do that? Why am I, what am I doing? Anxiety through the roof, but never physical. You know, even from drinking, I've only thrown up twice. The first, wow. time, I, the first time I drank and then I turned 21. Other than that, never one time ever. And so it was, you know, uh, it's kind of a hard thing to diagnose. For sure. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like that. It's not a problem, so it's a problem. And then I, I got in trouble a couple of times at the comedy clubs. <laughs> <laughs> and then I go, oh, this is a problem. And by a couple of times, I mean two. Because the first time I was like, you just did it wrong. And the second time, you go, I'm never drinking at a comedy
0: club again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, when you say you get in trouble, we, don't have, we could go on deal, depending Slurred, on what you want. Yeah, I
1: don't mind. A comedy store slurring my words on stage. Oh, and so
0: then, just having a set where you're on stage and a little drunk?
1: Yeah. No, very.
0: Very drunk. So people couldn't I, in, understand In you. my
1: defense, I was not supposed to go on. and They were missing a comic. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, and I was also just running amuck in there and every <laughs> with, a, with a group of people that were running amok. And the, the new management came in who was who were great managers. And they just put a kibosh on it, so I think they kind of were like, let's be hard on some people. Got it. And they were hard on me, but...
0: When you went on stage, were you like, maybe I shouldn't go on stage, or were you too drunk even... Yes, of course, 100%. But the problem,
1: the real problem was it was my own show. (laughs) (laughs) So so I sold out, the belly room was sold out, and they're like... No one's here, and I go. I know I'm not, I I I booked this for me not to go on, and like, well, you gotta go on. I was can't wait. People are gonna be here in five minutes. Like, you gotta go up, and I was like, all right, here, here here's a go, see? And I like, I go and I just got off stage. I just walked off stage, and I walked off stage, and the GM was like, "What's up with you?" I go, "Nothing." I go, "I'm gonna leave." And I just walked out. I mean, it was a fucking nightmare, but it got me. I never did that again, you know. And that was the that put the kibosh on some of that other stuff that might've been in my life. And I'll leave it at that, you know, that, that I go, okay, this is too intoxicated. Yeah. You know, and, um, the other one was the Ontario improv a year and a half earlier. Well, actually with a friend of yours, (laughs) when I showed up at a friend visit me from New York that you knew. Okay. Yeah. Totally. And I, we got into it. It was into it as far as fun. We were having a great time, but it was the first day of football and we, we, I had to do the Sunday night show in Ontario Oh, I can imagine that
0: being a mess. Well, I was. Because people have been the, drinking all day, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I was hosting the show from the weekend, you know, for Owen Benjamin. Got it. Uh, and um, so I, when I'm walking to the stage, and so I had had three drinks, you know what I'm saying? Which
0: is uh, manageable for you at this point. Yes, yeah, so 100%. Yeah.
1: Um, but it is, but it isn't. And so I was with, I'm walking to the stage, and the manager goes to me, and he goes, hey, Watch your language tonight. There's a church group in here. I go, oh, okay. So I'm thinking it means that there's like 15 people from a church somewhere scattered. So on my third joke, I say the word fuck, and this guy goes, don't say fuck. A guy from the church group? Yes, and I look over, and it's a guy in a wheelchair. Oh,
0: my God. And I'm like,
1: why can't I say fuck? He goes, we're all Christian. And I look out, and I realize, oh, this is an entire church. Wow. And it's an entire black
0: church. Like they rented oh, it was an entire black church. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, and what they were I'll get to the why and so what they did is so this guy I go I go, You're all Christian and the guy in the front row goes, We're Catholic Christian. Oh my god. And I don't know anything about religion. I just don't I I, I know the very, very basics and I go and I go, uh, um I go uh I go, you can't be Catholic Christian. That's like being a taco burrito. And people <laughs> people kind of laughed at that. And then I go, Mark, do your. This is where I got in trouble. And this is where the drinking, this is where I never drank again uh, after this, the comedy store one. Because I go, okay, one time you slurred your words and one time you had bad judgment. Yeah. Because what I said, I go, Mark, do your Pope joke. They're going to love it. <laughs> and I, I had this new Pope joke that was super dark. And at the comedy store, it killed. So I go, do it here. They're going to love it. Oh, my here God. For that's so, funny. so I go, I was, I was, I go. There's a new video of the Pope going around where where he there's a a a, a handicapped guy in a bed and the Pope stops his pope mobile gets out raises his hand touches the guy and nothing happens I go that's borderline offensive it was like hey look at me I'm so special I'll touch a handicapped guy and the booing just started oh my god <laughs> and they just booed me they were booing I was trying to like recover I'm like oh <laughs> so at this point I'm not this I'm, this I'm not intoxicated but I'm having bad judgment because uh someone with zero drinks to me would think would know not to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so and but these are things you gotta learn. You know, I've been in comedy <laughs> twenty years. And they say in the history of comedy this has never happened before. The manager came over this <laughs> the, the, the manager came over the, the speaker system and goes,
0: Mark On the speaker system. Yes he goes, Mark, uh just get off stage. <laughs> Oh my God! The, literally, the God Mike. thats yeah, what they totally call it. The go, God okay. Mike. How and it ironic! I'm
1: walking out there screaming my name. They remember the, and so this where,
0: is like the Showtime with Apollo, uh, Of course,
1: man. It <laughs> where they were more than happy to boo me, and it was, and so I, I got, in tr- I was uh, in trouble for four months. The store was in trouble for six months, and then I, that was in 2016. The store one, and the other one was 2015. Uh, and so I haven't done anything like even nothing like that ever since. You go, okay, because here's the thing: if you're drinking before you go on, if there's comedians listening, yeah. If anything goes wrong on stage, they're going to blame it on the drinking. For sure. Even if you've had one. Because I was at the Hollywood Improv maybe a year and a half ago, and I was the second comic. Or was I hosting? I was still on the second comic, and this kid was clearly on. He was drinking Jack and Coke, and he was clearly also on Coke. And he like was heckling me, heckling me, heckling me on saying stuff back. He jumps up on stage and jumps on top of me. Oh, my God. But he th- thinks he's fucking around. So I picked him up. He was so skinny and light. He must have been like an actual drug addict. And I just threw him back in his chair. I was going to put him through the table. But Sober Me knew not to put him through the table because yeah. I was going to roadhouse him. Do
0: you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like fucking
1: just truck him through. Yeah. Do th- the drinks. Were you seat.
0: mad at that point? You were just kind
1: of like, no, yeah. I-, I was able to control myself. And he landed back in the seat security took him out. I remember Eliza Schlesing was there and she still brings it up. She's like, you're very calm and cool on stage. And I go, thank you. <laughs> and uh, and so that was, if I even had one drink and let's say I handled that the same exact way, the managers go, wow, you got into it with someone and you had one drink before you went on. But since I didn't that night, yeah. I was able to be like, you have, and it's the way it should be, kind of, you know? Yeah. If, you know, and again, it's not a problem until it's a problem. Sure. So it's not like these managers didn't know this about me. Yeah. And so it's, um, it was so good to, and that was confirming for me that I was on the right path. Sure. Where, you know, I don't have a sip. I, you know, now I try not to have a sip of alcohol ever, but I'd never, from the point of the comic store on, ever had a sip before I went on again. Interesting. And, then, and it came into fruition that night at the improv where I was like, that's why you did it. Because yeah. of course I wanted to have some. Yeah. S- sometimes, where I go, I'm going to have one before I go on it. The problem is when I did Ontario, I had three. Yeah. You know, so let's have one. Yeah. So that was good. Interesting.
0: I, when I when I started doing comedy, and I was in my 20s when I started comedy, okay. 20, I don't know, 26 or something, maybe 28, I forget. Um, I was, I would drink for sure. Yeah, of course. And it was sort of like, I'd give myself two, maybe three. I don't think I ever went past three, but I kind of like... <sighs> Cherish my self-discipline Wow, well, I can go up And only have three Yeah, And I thought it was great And I had a lot of fun But I looked at tapes of me Doing yeah. stand-up With three drinks And I'm just slow yeah. And slurring And I would do a half hour Thinking, oh my god yep. how I've only been doing comedy For three years I could do a half hour And I'd look at the tape And just cringe. Yeah, how bad it was. Yeah, because
1: the first thing you lose actually with alcohol is your is your speech. Your tongue gets slow. Yeah, particularly
0: particularly for me. Yeah, for some people. Everybody,
1: dude, everybody. Because I remember learning, you know, hearing myself early on and being and having three at the Comedy Store La Jolla where I started, which everyone at the time, this is you know, is just drinking, drinking, drinking. San Diego is a party city. Yeah, the whole staff is drinking. This is where no one gave a fuck what condition you went up, and it was actually considered funny because it was the open mic. Yeah. And the open mic had an audience down there, a real following. It would have 50 people there. So 50 people at the Comedy Store La Jolla on a Sunday night at an open mic have a different expectation than the Hollywood Improv where they paid $25 for a ticket yes. or the Ontario Improv. Um, so you have more leeway. They know that you're nervous too. Yeah. And you got to learn. You, you don't, And then you hear yourself slurring because you're amplified. You go, oh, I'm slurring. I'm not intoxicated, but I can hear myself slurring. Yeah. You know,
0: and it was like, ah oh, fuck. Yeah. So Yeah, I don't know when it changed for me, but I do know that um one thing when I started doing jujitsu, I couldn't really drink the way I was drinking and and do jujitsu without yeah. being humiliated. Yes. But I also <laughs> noticed that I, going on stage and feeling a little I don't know if the word is shy or vulnerable or feeling a little kind of. Of course. You know that weird feeling of you're on stage and you feel like you're about to poop your pants. I didn't like, even move for the first three years. I yeah. didn't
1: move a hand. <laughs> I brought the mic up and I put it in my hand and I did I, every, the, I, the first time I actually moved my left hand. I was terrified. Oh wow. But I'm not a natural performer. Like you're more of an actor. Yeah. I had one acting class in college.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I would, but but I definitely noticed that um, when I stopped drinking and I'd go on stage and it was scarier. Yes, that act, that actually is kind of a good feeling though. And now I I think yeah. it's kind of good to go on stage and feeling a little weird and awkward. I, I think yeah. that can work. Definitely.
1: This is also pre-social media. So yeah. people now are much more comfortable with attention. Mm. Before social media, you were like no one knew you. You were like ah, I'm Mark. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but now people are such more natural performers. They're videotapes. Your photos up. Yeah, so yeah. You're not as the stage fright's not nearly as. And you think
0: that applies? We making videos on your phone applies to being on stage. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You used to put it out there. Like before I was like, I don't know if anyone's going to like this at all, but if you have a video out there and it has 150 friends, would be like, this is funny. Yeah. You're not, not going to, you, you'll at least have more stage presence. And then, um, yeah, that's it.
0: What do you, do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? For yeah, a I think it's good.
1: And people also now, people now, um, uh, entertainment and acting is one of the biggest majors in college. Really? Yeah, yes, absolutely. And back in the day, it just wasn't. Every school, even community college, has a theater department. Oh, wow. When I went to community college, there wasn't a theater department. Of course not. And I went to college at Chapel Hill, which actually had an acting program, which was unusual. Yeah. And I took beginning acting my senior year. But even the acting department, it was like 18 people. Where now it's probably 2,000.
0: But I wonder what that's about. I guess it's about social media then, huh? Yeah, totally. Or and there's just so many... So- because we're in... It might have to do the fact that we're in a, a world that is so iso- more isolated now mm-hmm. that people are sort of being kind of controlled in such a way that they have to just watch whatever's on the fucking TV or on their phone. Right. And there's so many platforms that yes. there's a constant need Never for bored. content. Never bored. It's funny because right before I did this podcast, I don't know if I told you this, I did an interview with an eight-year-old kid. Yeah. Yeah. Who, oh yeah, we did talk about it. No, but and, I, you just, you didn't tell me the details though. So. Well, I mean, obviously his parents, his mom and dad, they're from Brazil and they have this cute kid and they they want him to be a, a, a TV talk show, comic actor. Cool. So, it's great. And he seems like he's enjoying it. He yeah. wears a suit, he has his hair slicked back. <laughs> Where'd you and need he, him? Um, He just contacted me on Instagram. Oh, okay. Which is weird because I have butt shots and they have like <laughs> stand-up videos go. where I say Sorry, fuck kid. a lot. Yeah. Um, but I guess maybe his parents found me on there. And they try to make it seem, so first of all, when you get contacted by an eight-year-old on Instagram, you're of not course. like, hey, what's up, buddy? No. I'm just like, I'm sorry, What's it, maybe your parent should contact me. Of course. Um, And, uh, but then I was like, it, it's so weird now that you can't even talk to someone who's under 18 without feeling yeah, jeopardized. Yeah, I know, totally. Know I mean? Bill Burr had a joke like that. He goes,
1: I love kids. Some kid I didn't know hugged me. I was like, get this thing away from me. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, yeah. No, it, it is true. And, you know, I taught for a long time. I taught first grade. And they, they teach you, they go never be alone with the kid in the classroom always have two and you just follow that and you're, and you're cool and the, yeah. like you said just check with the parents
0: yeah so you know? so he contacted me this kid Kevin mm-hmm. and I was like have your mom and dad contact me because this is just I, you know I should be talking and I don't know if that's a new thing I feel like there was a time back in the day you could be at a park oh you have such a cute baby or you have yes. such a cute kid now if you say that you're like what you fucking creep
1: yeah, totally. You know, I'm friends with a little kid at the park. His name is Monty because Rio, me and Rio go over there, and he has oh, a yeah. dog. So I see him and his mom every day. He knows me by name, sits with me. He got on my phone one day because he wanted to see where I got Rio because he wanted to get another one. So yeah, it is, but it isn't. They know, you know, you know yeah. when something's up for the most part.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, but my point is that this kid Kevin. So obviously, because of social media, his parents. I'm assuming, and I'm not crapping on the parents of no, the not kid, at all. Yeah. but I'm assuming that they look at this as an opportunity. As yeah. a unique opportunity, they have this kid. He's he's self possessed. He has composure. He can speak well. That they can make some some money and release this on different platforms and things like Oprah and the Ellen Show. Who knows? All these little eight year old kids and twelve year old kids and totally. Justin Bieber's you know yep. g- blow up from someone discovering their videos.
1: It's about the kid coming to you first because my manager is Chris Fisher, who's Elsie Fisher's father. Who's Elsie Fisher? Uh, she's one of the, she's the star of eighth grade. She's.
0: Uh, Oh she's so I love that movie Yes Bo Burnham by the way Fucking Killing it God, God damn I That know, guy's talented. talented I know totally I mean not to mention The fact did you see His, his new movie Promising Young Woman No what's that Well on? he's he's an actor in it Oh okay So at one point I'm like okay fine He's a better comic He's a fucking yeah. director He's all this shit Writer But I'm a great actor And he fucking kills it yeah. As an actor in this movie So fuck him He's amazing yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah he is He's great Anyway so Elsie Fisher
1: her, her dad Who uh, I worked with Downtown and now uh, As a waiter And then now he he left there when I left there also, and he started a management company. And so he manages me. He manages you and her as well? No, no. He does direct her career, though, but she has an agent. I don't know if she has a manager. He definitely has a lot of input on her career. Sure. Um, But he just goes, she just wouldn't leave me alone about acting. And you go, all right, well, okay, cool. And she booked the voice of Indespicable Me as, as a child. Oh and, wow! And scored it and came up with the music. And he was like, "What? Yeah, yeah, she does. This. She <laughs>
0: totally." So she's a prodigy.
1: Yeah, totally. And she, uh, I don't. She didn't score the entire thing, but one of the songs is her song in there. Amazing. But as I think, as a six-year-old, if I have these details correct, if I have them wrong, I'm I'm on the right block. Yeah. But he was just like, "Yeah," because he he's not a showbiz dad, and now he knows everybody. She got nominated for a Golden Globe for that role in Eighth Grade. And if you
0: haven't seen the movie Eighth Grade, Bo Burnham directed it and wrote it, right?
1: Yeah, and it's on Amazon Prime. So good, and she is great she that? is yeah and she she's the star of texas chainsaw massacre and she's she booked a a recurring role for the entire season of the next oh wait never, i can't say that never <laughs> mind i can't say that <laughs> she has something else coming out yeah yeah, well, of yeah course. and she's- um uh so yeah like i said they, if the if the kid comes to you i think you're on safe ground especially if you're like no and then they come back and they i really want to do this yeah and it's not an impulse you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. and so
0: yeah but it's interesting that how uh social media has obviously changed everything. Pol- politics, comedy. I know a lot of comics go they decry the fact that you have social media stars who can just all of a sudden sell out a theater and sell right. a comedy club. What do you think about that? Is it is it something that you just think is sort of a wash, it doesn't really matter or For is what? It, you know how they have like people who are YouTube stars or Instagram stars who all yeah, of a sudden like they work. start comedy. Yeah. They and people start, feel, yeah. well, it's not fair they have a leg up. But also, if you're going to get mad about that, the nepotism in this town is out of control anyway. Yeah, so. the, the nepotism
1: doesn't bother me and filling it up doesn't bother me. It's more like you're in a dangerous spot. You should start in front of 30 people at most. Or yeah. you know, or 50. Yeah. you know, And it should be in an open mic setting where they're expecting not to be good. Because there is definitely no fast forward necessarily in stand-up to be great. Yeah. Maybe there's a fast forward to semi-acceptable now. Because back in the day, you were just awful. Yeah. So maybe and also you can view a lot more stand up now. You know, back in the day you had a, a tape, a CD, some CDs, you'd see like you knew like 3-4 specials. Yeah. Now you can consume it on your phone all day long. YouTube, Netflix. That's true. You can you have so many more examples
0: of what is funny. And audiences are so much more ahead of of the mechanics of jokes now yeah. in the way that you have to be clever. Like yeah, there, are couple, there are a couple couple styles of jokes that now when you were younger and I was watching comedy, they all seemed like magic tricks, like the rule of 3. Right, yeah. Totally. Like some yep. say, like, number one, number two, and Buffalo, and all, right, like yeah. the reversal on mm-hmm. the third, like, oh my God, how'd he do that? Or yeah. the whole joke <laughs> was like, one of these people is an awful pitbull with fangs, the other person is Donald Trump, whoever the fuck it is, that right. type of style of joke. Yeah. And now when you start, oh, like I did a joke, I did that same style of joke uh, when I was auditioning for JFL, just for laughs, with Jeff Singer, oh, who yeah. can eat a dick. But uh, the joke was when I found out I had a daughter because he's got to make a more personal, Bill. Right. So the joke was, I said I had to, uh, I had to take a uh, paternity test in my apartment, which is a true story, and my friend was there kind of as moral support, which is obviously like never have a guy friend for moral support because they're just That's gonna funny. fucking make you feel like shit. And he kept saying, <laughs> yeah, he kept saying like or. he's like, bro, this is like an AIDS test, man. It's like taking an AIDS test, bro. Mm-hmm. You must be terrified. And I was like, and I was like, you don't know, keep believe he said that. It's ridiculous. I mean. First of all, it's not even true. One of these tests if it's positive, your life is basically over. The other one's just AIDS. <laughs> That's good. Great joke. Yeah, I like Jeff that. Sager was like I was ahead of that joke. I saw it a mile away. Unbelievable. That was his feedback. And I'm and th- there is truth to the fact that there is so much exposure to comedy that now people who aren't on stage doing it, like yeah. people like Jeff with his stupid hat and hat, it's also, don't have did the, the balls to like say.
1: Did the crowd like it? You go, sure. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Uh, sure, that joke always works. There's nothing worse than getting feedback from someone who books something. And is like, well, what, what's your point of view? You go, my <laughs> point of view is I just fucking killed. Yeah. Did it not work? Yeah. Did the crowd go? It was good. I laughed the entire time and gave him eight applause breaks. Yeah, but I didn't but, really get his point of view. Yeah,
0: but I don't really know if he has integrity as a human being.
1: Right. Totally. What's Seinfeld's point of view? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't have one. It's so annoying when you get feedback like that. I can see if it's ineffective. You go, dude, you just need more laughs. Yeah. But if you know, but if you have a consistent set and you get if you have a seven minute like, you know, uh, a late night set is usually six minutes. If you have in six minutes, 15 laughs. Book me or not. Just say that you don't like my comedy. Don't say like, but your. are I know. It. Don't try to like yeah, give me a critique.
0: Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. 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 don't
1: get professorial on me.
0: And also not to mention the fact that here's a guy who is the gatekeeper for the Montreal Just for Last Festival for the past whatever, 10 years. So you're ahead of a joke that I set right. up that took five seconds. Do you think the audience is gonna be ahead of it? Right. I mean, not in the same way, no, so I, didn't,
1: dude, I just laughed out loud.
0: Yeah, and I already told you what the side of the joke is. But my point is people are, there's something happening now with social media where people definitely, there used to be the people in front of the camera, people behind yeah. the camera, people, the watchers, and the people to be watched. And that's all being conflated because everyone now is like, watch me. Yes, and I don't know when that started. I don't know if that started with Yelp or just social media or Facebook. or whatever I think it is. social
1: media. Yeah, watch. But also just drinks. Uh, girls, women on wine have always been a pain in the ass in the audience. You know, that's been <laughs> that's been since probably three thousand BC. <laughs> Whenever wine was created, there was a woman in the audience bugging the shit out of you who yeah. was drinking it too much. Because guys tend to get aggressive, but girls will bother you the entire show. Sure, guys have to be you know be removed. But yeah, it's usually pretty quick. Like the one I just described, where he's like, "Dude, I'm out of here." You go, How many
0: times have has someone sort of physically approached you or uh, where, uh, once or twice? That's time or twice. was there another after the show? Twice,
1: and then that time once. Yeah, you know, so on stage, just that one time. So after the
0: show, someone said, "Hey man, I can't, mm-hmm.
1: you said that about blah blah blah." Yeah, and he's and I go, "Dude, I'm not even. he just, just, it's not a good. You know, because also, as yeah. a comedian, your back and forth is so much quicker than the average person."
0: Yeah, they're drinking. You're on yeah, stage. Yes. You're elevated. Your endorphins are going. Yeah, through and you're the roof. in your
1: own environment. So yeah. they're coming up, mumbling and stumbling, <laughs> criticizing you, and you're. It's like coming into your living room. Yeah. And being like, "Why is the couch here?" And you're just like, "I'm going to throw you th- out the window." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, and you just go. And also, you're you're defensive of your material in that you go, you know, the critique I would take is is something like, "Oh, uh, I saw so and so doing that joke before. I just want I want to c- cue you in on it." That's the only thing I want to hear. I go, "Oh, really? Oh, yeah, for show sure." Me that. But if you're gonna just tell me about my set and what you know it's like, can you're just waiting for someone to do that too?
0: yeah, it's funny because i don't I don't know why I'm not more evolved. <laughs> I haven't become more evolved to criticism, yeah, because I have this bit that I put by the way, my Instagram got hacked. I don't know if we talked about this, but no. my Instagram got hacked, and the guy got in and I'll talk hey, oh yeah, I haven't oh talked about it. yeah, so he got in my Instagram. He took out my Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This, oh was, this was a bl- about a week ago. What? Yeah. And he um, started messaging me on WhatsApp. So he had my phone number. Now, it was my fault because I got some sort of, hey, you need, you need to submit this verification form for your blue check mark. We're going through all the things. Yeah. They had, it looked very official. It's from a website that had wow, 30,000 followers. So I submitted the form. I go, why would I lose my blue check mark? I've been verified on oh Instagram for like yeah, 10 yeah, years. Yeah like, sorry, we just have to do this protocol. I'm like, okay, fine. Like, it's, It goes, people have complained. Now the funny thing is, is I have that video about the vegan, this vegan bit I do, which had like 300,000 views. But people have consistently complained about that bit for being transphobic. <laughs> okay, got now, it. Now when they complain about me being transphobic, I actually don't go, fuck you. I'm like, right. I would like to know why you think it's transphobic. Right. What part is transphobic? How does the
1: joke go? Tell me. because I don't know.
0: The joke is basically just goes... um, and this we can talk about your, your veganism. I talk yeah. about going on a date with a vegan, and I say, uh, and she's on the menu, the food's always spelled funny in quotation marks. Can I have the chicken with the backwards K? Can I have the chicken with the backwards oh, right. K yeah. and no E? I'm like, what's up with vegan food? It's like the transgender of food. I'm a soybean, but I identify as a buffalo wing. Mom, dad, I was born a cauliflower. Deep down, I feel like I'm a mistake. Maybe so-
1: you got to go in reverse. Go. I've always been a buffalo wing, but I started as a soybean. Because they go, what you're saying there oh. in their world is going. No, I've always been this buffalo wing. Yes, he has got to reverse. No, the I, I, I told totally, you.
0: But one maybe. thing, I, what, yeah, I think you're right. And I th- but I think in this particular, also, get video- off my ass. You go, dude. <laughs> yeah.
1: You go, every, yeah, We could all find something offensive. I could. Yes. Yes. Totally.
0: So I try to engage with them in a very respectful way. And you have there to was know. there was a line I said where I go. Okay, I I said in fairness, I'll remove this line if I ever do this joke again. Where I'd say, I talk about how spell. I go, what's up with vegan food? I go, it can't even be itself. It's like the transgender of food. And I understand the line, it can't even be itself, could be offensive.
1: Okay, well, let's think about it. Okay, what's up with vegan food? It can't even be itself. Yeah, they're going to say, I am being myself. Okay, yeah, yeah, I I get that. So I
0: can say, I go, vegan food is like the transgender of food. I'm a soybean, I identify as a buffalo wing. But that's also weird because the transgender community is so diverse and there's so many different uh, and there's ideas attached to it because
1: they're new into the world of acceptance, as far and, and rightfully so. So it's definitely like there's probably an overcorrection of the market. And, yeah. that, and, and in three years from now, you check back, and they'll be they'll be able to laugh more at it. Like, all right, now's to get more well, here, jobs.
0: Here, here and, yeah. here's a funny thing. This is a distinction about the the there's trans and then there's non-binary right yeah i know and the non-binary people identify with trans but trans people don't identify with non-binary because the trans community accepts the binary system as part of the culture if you're most trans adults say i you know if they were a biological man and they're now a woman, they accept the binary to differentiate who they were and who they were who they are now right so they're saying it is binary. I'm now a woman. I identify as a woman. I have transitioned as a woman. I dress as a woman. I fit certain, quote unquote, stereotypes or characters, characteristics of a woman. Yeah. The non-binary is like, there's no difference, right? So trans people, non-binary people are not actually in agreement in the community. But the people who get mad at my set are the non-binary people. Right. Even though I don't want to talk to... They... because. My point is it's very yeah. fucking complicated right, yeah. And I try to kind of call them up on it Go right. like okay you understand that trans adults Actually love this joke which is true Because I make fun of Caitlyn Jenner Got it. And most trans adults hate Caitlyn Jenner Because she's out? Oh, you no, know, because Caitlyn Jenner just hasn't really done much for the community, and she's yeah, been opposed Republican. to gay marriage. How she's can be a Republican, and be yeah, a, she's just sort of she's just a, a lot bad. Of things. There's yeah. some great spokespeople like Laverne Cox, right. and she's just not one of them. So right. the fact that she became the face yeah, totally. of the trans community was really hurtful to a lot of adults. Yeah, and if you're a
1: trans Re- Republican, there's something wrong with you because they had them banned from the military. Do you know? What I'm saying? Yeah, I know. Yeah, you go. You, you got to get off that ship. It's okay if you were a Republican, and now you're trans. But if you're still on that boat.
0: You need a therapist. And there's also a lot of trans adults that would, you know, they they felt they were a woman their whole life. They transitioned medically, socially, and now they're a woman and they're living their life in peace and harmony. And after Caitlyn Jenner they said that people come like, oh my God, and hug them, and uh, oh my right, God, right, can right. I help you? And they're like, I'm just living my life as a human. I'm not trying to be identified That's with That's the a- overcorrection of the market. Exactly. But at least
1: they're not kicking them in the, on the on the playground anymore. So, you know the, what
0: so this is a long sideway to the fact that because there's so many people that were kind of getting on me and I kept trying to be really nice about it and address people, this one girl got on, my uh, started making comments saying like, you're gonna ruin your career with this bit. And I said, I don't, I go, you know, it's just, these are just jokes. I think most people understand that and I'm not too worried about that. And then she made some, and she kept kind of coming back and then I couldn't help it, but like look at her stuff on YouTube, which had like 20 views. And I go, I go, I understand you want to be an actress. Good luck for you. I'm sure things are going to work out. Maybe don't attack other artists. And then she came back like, look at your shitty career, whatever it was, right? Totally. You can't even get on Comedy Central. I was like, I turned down a fucking Comedy Special, Comedy Central piece yeah, of shit. Did. And I go, uh, but then I'm getting triggered, right? So I made Pers- some sort of comment. You know? I made, and I think the worst Personal I said, I called situation. her like Tubby or something like that, right? Then I get contacted by Instagram saying, hey, you know, this comic got removed, and so I just blocked her and just removed anything yeah. negative the next day i get this blue blue verification
1: (laughs) oh got it so i'm
0: like oh shit Uh, it must be based on these comments so i'm gonna fill this out oh yeah and then that was a hacker from turkey oh my god who got my information got my account and they said so what's up bill i'm like what's going on he goes you want your goes do you want your career or your instagram account my first thought is i have a career
1: right yeah, uh, yeah. and also, <laughs> you, you, to end the story you go, you, or to, to, you go was it turkey or, or
0: was it tofurkey <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point that's hilarious It's the <laughs> big of it. so I because uh, you want your, your uh, career or you want your account back and I'm literally like going my account can I just have my account right yeah and he goes well because I have
1: <laughs> it's very they must look for arguments that's a brilliant way to do it. He must they might scope out
0: arguments. No, this is what he did. Mark. Yeah. He went into my DMs. Went through all the past 10 years or 8 years of DMs. Was has there been dick pics in the past wait, 10 wait, wait, years wait, wait, of wait. DMs? Oh yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. And so he but this is after you filled out the form.
0: Yeah, so he took over my account. Got it. Got and it. then started messaging me on WhatsApp. Oh my god. And then started saying like I can ruin your career and I go, "How?" And first of all, he shows me, because, look, you know how it is, Mark. You're a comic and you're mm. a public figure. Like, women will just send you nudes. Right. It just happens. It's one of the yeah, things yeah. that it's good and it's bad. Um, I, I don't think I've ever been sent nudes by anyone who is, like, young or underage or even, like, right. either teens. But um, but women will send you nudes sometimes, right? Unasked on, on for or whatever it is. Sometimes, hey, send me something, blah, blah, blah. So in my, in my DMs, there's a dick pic or two. Yeah. And he showed me, he on WhatsApp, he copy-pasted and like, boom, here, here's a girl showing her body, here's a girl's... And this is when I was single, it's not like I'm married or anything like that. What an
1: evil piece of shit. And he goes,
0: I can send to your daughter, Olivia. He knew my daughter's name, right? Wow. Wow, it's crazy. I can show you the, the what screenshots. What the fuck? With, yeah. You should tell the FBI. I, oh, that's another story, dude. Okay. I, I go to the FBI to fill out a form, and they have like, you fill it, because you know, get on the phone, you're on the phone of course, for an please. hour. So, I fill out the form... And they said phone number, you know, as it complete the fields, required fields. Phone number. Nine one seven two three nine. I'm not gonna say the rest of it. This case is creepy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, put it out. Error. Fill in numerical only for phone number. Oh, okay. 917-239, da, 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 da. Error. Fill in. there's a glitch in the fucking form. Great, of course. Always. And then I'm on hold for Any two hours. Form. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it, man. I'm not the FBI. And when I call the the L A P D about it, about having my identity stolen, they're like, Yeah, you know, I'm thinking maybe uh yeah you know I don't know we can't really do much that happens that does happen call up, uh, no, call up the FBI and you know
1: you, you, did you get your
0: account back so a buddy of mine shout out to Lance Patrick if anyone is uh, he's way above my pay grade he, he kind of manages like Trevor Noah's account a lot of people's oh, cool. accounts um, but he's a buddy of mine and I called him up and I just said Lance this is fucking happening to me and I know he has a lot of high profile clients who work with Instagram and Twitter, and I said, "Help me out So the first thing he did he got on my Facebook because he guy took' cause he sweepingly took over everything because they have the right. same passwords right Twitter Facebook, Instagram. he got him out of my facebook which which is the quickest one to do, just remove him as an admin from my Facebook. And then for Instagram, it took, like, four hours of contacting Instagram. Blah, That's blah, not blah. bad, though. I mean, I thought it was going to take four days. No, well, I mean, maybe, maybe it was, like, maybe six, eight hours. But it took a lot, like, all it's day going sick. back it and forth. It like feels a um, year, I'm sure. And um, I, f- I finally was able... And meanwhile, I'm he's going back and forth with me asking for money. Like, you need a Western Union or I'll send these out. And I'm going... And 100%. I'm looking at the pictures no, no, of no. my dick going... First of all, it's just a dick. Right. It's not, like, my face in the dick. No. It, could, it could be, like, anyone's And you're not dick.
1: sending it on...
0: Uh, Unsolicited. Exactly. A is not unsolicited. A, everyone's adult. Everyone's consensual. It's nothing like that. So I'm not worried about anything. I don't, there's no, I I swear, there's no, I mean, look, if it's a a girl I'm dating looking through my DMs, will they be happy? No, but there's nothing that I'm like super ashamed about. If my daughter's like, oh, my dad sent a dick pic to a woman.
1: Yeah, and, a also, woman in England yeah, and asking. also when you're, you know, who hasn't walked into their dad's room when you're a little kid and accidentally <laughs> saw his dick? You know, it's like, it's yeah. not like they're not familiar. And also,
0: <laughs> I was kind of like, look at the picture, like, this is sweet pick. I mean, this could actually, only, <laughs> this will <could laughs> really help the career. So I'm going to him. I'm like, oh, my God, whatever you do, don't contact TMZ. But I'm also thinking because I'm I'm literally kind of egging him on. Right. As Lance is working in the background to get my account back, saying, like, does this guy really think this? First of all, no one cares about me. Right. I'm not. Famous enough by any stretch of imagination, and even it's also
1: if, probably a twelve-year-old. Do you know what I'm saying? Who the
0: who, <laughs> who has time
1: for this? What adult? Do you know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? These hackers are usually young people.
0: Yeah, and then when he um, and then when he showed me the and and it's a great photo, right? If this get if this photo gets linked to me, right. it will only help. Awesome. If people care, it will for only sure. help. It's artistic. There's shading. There's yeah. contour. There's good lighting. He's a so, selfie ring. <laughs> and a I'm, cock ring,
1: use a yeah. cock ring, and a ring. <laughs> It's not one of those gross, like Brett Favre, droopy dicks. Yeah, you know, it's nice. So, so it's um, it hasn't been through the ringer.
0: <laughs> so anyway, it's all it's all good. So I um, I'm not worried about that. But I'm also I'm like shit. Maybe I won't get my sight back. And he's being like, I'll tell your daughter I'm going to ruin your career. I'm going to like I'm going, like... to and he he and he sent me pictures of the nudes that women have sent me. Which I'm like, what the fuck do I have to do with totally. women sending me nudes? He goes. But there's obviously something else going on, which is he's he's Turkish, mm-hmm. he's probably Muslim, and very religious. So to him, this is all just disgusting. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. This is like look what you. He was I can't believe you would talk to women this way. I'm like uh, right, right. Welcome to L.A. Right. And also this is years ago. This stuff is not anything right. recently. It's totally. a long time ago. So uh, anyway, long short of it is I finally got my off my Instagram, and then, and he was like. And I was trying to pretend like I was going to pay him on Western Union. And then all of a sudden he goes, Wait, I'm not in your Instagram anymore. Can you give me your, your password again? What? <laughs> like what? I was going, like Oh, sorry about that, bro. He goes, No, I'll make it worth your time. Just give me your password. I'll hook you up, bro. What? Yeah. So the guy's obviously not all there. He's not all there. A, that is insane. So. He's like, Send me a photo of you. <laughs> I, yeah. I said, What's your name? I said, Maybe we could be friends. Maybe we can help with tech That's support awesome. later in the day. Then I get my, my Twitter account back and all's right with the world. The problem is all my videos on IGTV were deleted. All my reels were deleted. So I oh, have, shit. you know, I don't know how many views, maybe like 10 million, 50 million views of oh, standup no. videos on my IGTV. It was like my main source of yeah. getting views. Like my vegan was like a 310,000 views at this point. It all, got it all got removed. Or on reels. IGTV. Okay, so for some reason all my IGTV is down and all my reels are down Damn. I still have my Instagram back so I don't know if it's something that like but you know how hard it is to get in contact with these companies unless you yeah. know the like Jack Dorsey personally Right, no one gives a shit um, anyway that was my fucking I don't know what that was that was That's a huge hand, that segue that gave me almost
1: an anxiety attack I mean, oh dude it
0: was the fucking worst
1: that sounds just awful
0: and it, it also obviously. was very edifying because it made me realize I, I should I shouldn't be getting this upset about losing a social media account like it felt like i was getting me too it well, felt like i was losing too. my career right right for losing an instagram which made me feel like that's stupid yeah, like i sure. i'm obviously way too attached and addicted to this social media yeah in a way that's not helpful right and, and that's a new thing in my life if you think about it yes yeah no doubt i mean Instagrams like, don't
1: sweat the small stuff
0: yeah, and I realized, like, man, if, if I'm this, I mean, I wasn't about to have a nervous breakdown, but mm-hmm. just before a nervous breakdown yeah. about losing my Instagram account. And by the way, my Twitter is, I'm locked out of my Twitter. I can't get back in. Oh, really? I don't even know if it's still up. I have no idea. Want me to check? Yeah, can you check? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> my Twitter. And I don't know if someone has it and is posting awful things. Oh, by the way, as you're looking it up, mm-hmm. this guy also was messaging all the women in my DMs by the way, no women that I was seeing or dating or, or flirting with saying, send me nudes.
1: Oh, my God. So that he could take a snapshot of and try. Yeah. Yeah. But then you have snapshots of his WhatsApp and everything, right?
0: I, I took a bunch of snapshots, yeah. Right, of course. Okay.
1: So is it just at Bill Dawes?
0: Yeah. And I have no idea if it's the same or it's changed or someone has control over it. And I keep messaging Twitter and they're like, sorry, we can't help you. But start a new account. You know it would be funny? Okay, Bill
1: Dawes. Just not even here. Just at you, Bill Dawes. Yeah, there's nothing. Really, MC? Yeah. Uh, you go like this. You go. Uh, he, this is how he actually ruined your career. He you should start. He should start tweeting pro Trump stuff. You go, dude. All right, I'll send the money.
0: <laughs> 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 wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So my account's totally down. That's sad. I mean, my Instagram wasn't as um. You mean your Twitter? My Twitter. It wasn't as um popular. Popular as my. Oh look, it's still here though.
1: Oh, maybe it just... The Look search. At that. dude, Twitter. The whole fucking thing is stupid. You know, as far as like their search
0: engine, like I just, I just searched your name, and it didn't pull it up. Yeah, that's, dumb. that's crazy. So anyway, it's still up there, so but it looks like no nobody, reason. nobody is adding. I'm not. There's no weird pro-capital riots statements on there. No one's saying. Why anything am I not crazy? You? That's weird. No, it's not weird. I'm never on Twitter, but. <laughs> Um, anyway, so that was my big, uh, weird thing that happened regarding Instagram and I'm still out of my Twitter. I have no, so anyway, if anyone here knows anyone on Twitter or has a connection, cause those social media companies are like, if you're not in them, you're fucking out.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: You can't do anything. It's they don't give a shit. It's
1: stupid. I don't even know how it's even legal that they don't have customer service. There's no customer service, the no phone of numbers. they make, they make. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, that's fucking. Wild. That's
0: everything. More and more, like you just can't talk to a human being. They just like fill out this form, and maybe you'll hear from us.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: So anyway, I,
1: I, I signed up on Vimeo because I wanted yeah. to send some videos to the company. I was telling me about the Loch Ness Monster podcast. I'm trying to sell it to this company that I think would like it. So I sign up on Vimeo. I sign up for a gold account. Yeah. To have to put three videos because I want to send three. Exactly. I Go. Okay. Sweet. All three uploads failed. Fine. Maybe it's my 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 uh wireless it's not then I go to do it a fourth time they go, You've reached your maximum uploads for the week. Or for the for for, <laughs> for the month. But you get three a month or something. Whatever it is. So I go, okay. I email their support. Took them at least eight days to get back to me. I don't I'm not I don't even think they even fixed it. I'm not sure if they fixed a problem. I don't want to be quoted on that. But then their customer service phone, you call and they're like, hey you've reached Vimeo, leave a voicemail if you have a problem.
0: <laughs> no one. Had, there's no like option. <laughs> Literally, that's what it is. Leave call me voicemail. Totally, it's I, like a guy in a warehouse. It was. That's and, I, and I left
1: the voicemail. I go, hey, this is weird that this is your system. Of course, and <laughs> I go, but I go, of course, you didn't call me back. And why is that legal?
0: <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, really? it seems like there has to be some. And then when you finally do, get I mean, nowadays more than ever, you, the only way you get a person is they're in India. Is yeah, which is
1: fine. Oh, yeah, totally. It, there should be at least a mandatory live chat. I should yeah. be able to talk to someone fucking live about my current issue if I'm paying you. Yeah. And take uh, with these social media companies too. That should be a chat. I should be able to go on my chat and say, "Hey, I'm with my friend Bill Dawes. He's been hacked by." Yeah. Uh, this. He's at Bill Dawes. This is his face. This is his thing we can prove his identity by this. There's someone from Turkey who's hacked him. And you can you fix this right now? Instead, because if that happened, you didn't have your friend. Like if I if I had that, I would have to now contact you. To put me in touch With your friend
0: Yeah Because I don't know Who the fuck I'd call But after But so he got me back onto Twitter And then two days later I was kicked out again <laughs> Because they Detected suspicious activity oh, God. And I'd w- fill out the forms Nothing And I Then I'm like Calling and texting Lance again And he's He's just fucking over it now He's like Dude I saved you once Fucking Right yeah yeah Good luck but You know he
1: always says, Who'd you contact there Can I email him So now did um, Did uh
0: Let's wait for this Getting arrested
1: yeah. did you um, message the girls back that he messaged about the news and say hey I was hacked <laughs> yeah I said yeah. sorry I was hacked yeah. they, and, they, they all and they're like you. oh it's okay totally yeah it wasn't yeah. I think he met but the problem is this, this is what he doesn't understand too this this little dick no pussy get motherfucker that the, peop- the girls that he's messaging you go I've clearly slept with these girls, or they like me. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you're just sending this shit. Or they're to fans, me, yeah. Yeah, and you're making trying to make me look bad, but I have an actual rapport with these people. You're not going to ruin me.
0: Yeah, although one girl did say, like, "Oh my god, I thought you were different. You piece of shit." She was like, "Super." No, mad. for sure. But
1: once you say you get, I'm saying what I'm saying is, yeah. Once you explain yourself, they're going to believe you. Yeah, you're not going to ruin my career.
0: I know. You know what was what was sake too is the another thing he did is that the whole um, blue check mark verification yeah. form. Which I can show you. It looks very authentic. Of course, of course. But I'm also an idiot. Everyone that was verified on my account, he sent it to. So he sent it to that people wow. who follow me, for example. Wow. He sent it to Chris Rock, who follows me. Baker Mayfield, the quarterback for the Browns, who follows me. Yeah. Garrett Dillahunt. Like all the people that are kind of... So, How
1: does Chris Rock follow you?
0: I don't know why he follows <laughs> me. It's awesome. fucking bizarre, right? Right, yeah. I've never had an interaction. I will tell you this though. One time I did my podcast and I was talking about Dave Chappelle and how I was, went to a show that was going to be one of Dave Chappelle's first shows back from his Africa thing, right? And it was in New York and it was packed, right? Of course, I mean just wall to wall, just hot, people humid just in the room. waiting for humid. Dave Chappelle to show up yeah. at this special private event. And Chris Rock was there. Yeah, Dave Chappelle doesn't come, and Chris Rock. Rock's there, and I'm going, why isn't Chris Rock? as, as people were going, hey Chris, why don't you perform? Because Dave Chappelle isn't coming. He's like, no man, it's Dave's thing. I'm going to perform. That's his thing. If I'm not going to perform, I would be right. And I kind of go, huh, that's weird to me that you have a thousand people waiting for a comedy show. You have one of the best comics alive right there and Dave Chappelle's not coming. Why wouldn't he do it? And it made me think. And later I thought, well, it's because it's almost Chris Rock's way of saying Dave's the goat. You know what I mean? Like I'm not like Uh. I can't I'm not going to replace the goat.
1: No, no, no. I, I think he's more just like in case he walks in, and also no. But not, they,
0: but Dave Spell there, he knew he was in. No, but
1: I think maybe it's just too like you're you're not ready if you're not ready. Like you, I would not do stand up right now dressed like this. Oh. And, I, and if I'm not ready, if I'm not in the mentality, and also you go, I can't just I got to go up there and do a fucking hour. Do you yeah. Know what I'm saying it's like it's not like I can go up there and do 15 minutes, and if I do 15 minutes, they're gonna be disappointed. Yeah, be I scattered. guess so. He's got, but know.
0: but, and I just remember hearing him talk when he was saying he wouldn't do it. I just remember yeah. going. It felt like first I felt like it was a diss on Dave, and I was like, "Oh no, it's he's showing respect to Dave." Right. So I talked about it on my podcast the next day. He followed me.
1: Oh, sweet. So I have That's no right. idea
0: if it was just like a word search Did or. Did you a tweet fuck. it
1: with it like with, it, of, with him like I, I mentioned it on my podcast? I no, no, he just followed. Yeah, yeah, cool.
0: So who knows? I bet
1: you someone. I bet you Tony Rock probably is like build up because Tony. Who knows? knows yeah, totally. But it was like deep at the pod.
0: I'm like, wow, someone's listening. It's there've been weird things like that. There was a time sweet. that someone uh, mentioned. Uh, jim carrey and then then uh and then i found out that jim carrey had heard it yeah Good. which is a, which is a story we could talk well, yeah, about you're after the, we can talk about after the podcast okay, got it. okay cool <laughs> uh anyway um so yeah social media is ruined our lives is that the, is that the summation <laughs> i think that's the summation
1: um now right now we're we, we at an hour
0: yeah i think we i think <laughs> we, we've 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 covered it we've covered Union it. Rules. Huh? Union rules dictate. <laughs> <laughs> you did a water break, you did a pee break, is that it? <laughs> okay, got it. Meal penalty? Understood. Um, listen, Mark, I just want to have you out and, uh, and talk to you again uh, and promote some of your stuff. You're doing a lot of um,
1: virtual shows. We're starting a new live show in Hollywood because we can have, you know. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, totally. So it's going to be every Saturday. You can find out about out of my social media uh markscomedy.com has my social media on the front page.
0: No, I don't feel like there's been a combination of of virtual and live happening yet.
1: There's either virtual or live. Laugh Lounge does it. They do um, it both? Yeah, yeah, and I I work for them. Well, don't work for them. I am contracted through them to book their shows, but Laugh Lounge is a Laugh Lounge app where you can watch live shows virtually. Okay. And that app that's I think it's 20 bucks for you. They also just have all the stand-up content library from just for laughs, they they that. They have a really great library, and so if you if you go to any on your on your Android or your iPhone and your App Store, go to Laugh Lounge. You actually can. They do as soon as things open up again, you'll be able to watch um, live shows virtually. But also, like if you live in Omaha, you can you can watch our live thing from the from the Ice House, and it's really great comics and they have they have a great library
0: so and your next your next show at the Laugh Factory that people can watch virtually is where is what the Uh,
1: 6th next week and our lineup is uh, Pablo Francisco Doug Benson um, Daphneek Springs Mm -hmm. Bill Dawes you yay
0: yeah and um, I'm forgetting someone it's a great lineup awesome yeah beautiful um, and we will talk more about that. Uh, anyway, Mark, as I was going to say, and the Loch Ness Mo- so how can people find that? Because if they type in Loch Ness Monster, it won't come Again, up.
1: Again, on my website, markscomedy.com.
0: Mark's One comedy. of the new com.
1: tabs is Loch Ness Monster Podcast. And it's
0: great, and Mark is uh, Mark's a great guy and a very, thank you, thank very you. funny comic thank and you. very fun former, so check it out. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Thank Bye-bye. You. Bye.